Welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. Welcome in, everyone. Good um, to be back. We are we back. Are, we, we, are we are plugging, plugging along here, oh, man. I'm excited. Dude. I'm ready. Yeah. We are uh, no uh, no more hiccups um, so far, so we are ready to tackle some more interesting topics for interesting you. Topics. We have uh, so 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 as the the last episode said we were we were on hiatus let's call it for about mm-hmm. a month as, yes as life happened to us yes indeed if some of you aren't aware please listen to the previous episode yeah, get yourself caught up get get caught up um but uh, now that we are on track uh, John is a never ending source of ideas and the conduit flows the it conduit comes and flows goes freely freely indeed. Um, so guys, we got, we got content on content coming at you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited to dig into this one today, but before we do, John, tell me about your, uh, tell me about your past weekend. Oh man, weekend was good. We got to do some gigs together. Yeah. I mean, doing some full band stuff with Joe, uh, around I was, town. I was about to say, I'm asking how your weekend went, which I was, was, say, I we was pretty together. much yeah. we were together pretty much um, the entire time. You know, um, <clears throat> just loving it, man. Super, just can't be uh, more excited to have you, have yeah. you in, in, in the, uh, in the band with Joe and. It's been great, man. Um, yeah, just you know, doing our our, our thing with Joe and mm-hmm. church on Sunday. Church, man, church is is that uh, staple. I love it. Yeah, you know, starting to uh, you know, starting to get some dates come in for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Really starting to get the calendar filled up. So super, super thankful and lucky for all that stuff. But yeah, man, just doing our thing, you know, yeah, plugging okay. along. But Play what about yourself? Playing. Other than I know where you were at, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm assuming you're still doing your church gig. Oh yeah, church gig is is always you know those things. You know how they are. They Mm -hmm. they book out like four months in advance, so it's nice because you can plan around that. Right, how to expect you know put your other gigs you know around Mm -hmm. those things. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. quick off topic. I would encourage anyone that can can work themselves into a praise and worship situation to do it because it's nice because you know you see your gig where you know and we're talking about like modern praise and worship, right. Um, you know, having, having your gigs around that, your Friday, Saturday nights, you know, you can plan around your Sundays. Yeah. You, yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, just another, you know, stream of, of labor, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Another way to keep yourself, um, engaged in music and, you know, the praise and worship it's, it's its own ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, uh, definitely encourage you to try to find a local church that has a praise and worship team that may be looking for some musicians, you know, take advantage of that. Definitely, for sure. Definitely. Well, John, I'm excited to get into this episode. It's, oh, uh, yes. It's a, it's a, an interesting topic that. Yeah. And I actually, I think we had talked about this months ago in pre-production and we were like, yeah, let's hold off on that. Mm-hmm. Now it's time. Today feels mm-hmm. right. It is time. Yeah. Um, it's one of those topics where if you, you ask Let's just say you were to panel. Yeah, just you know, focus just, group. Just, yeah, focus group of four people. You, you would get a lot of different answers, especially with people that oh, have experience. Totally. With totally with Nashville. So yeah, um, I'm excited to get into it. We're gonna we're gonna dive in here. You guys hang tight. Okay, John. Let me give you a hypothetical situation. Okay. 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 Here you are, a musician. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have decided that you want to make music your career. Okay. All right. And you've either gone to school, mm-hmm. and you know for sure you're coming out of college, music, whatever it may be, school that you chose. Okay. All right. There's option A. Right. Or option B is you did it grassroots style, and you played in your hometown, mm-hmm. you've played with all kind of people, mm-hmm. you're really a good season, seasoned musician at mm-hmm. this point, and now it's time to, to, to graduate. You need to move to a music city. 
Mm. Is it going to be New York, uh-huh. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Nashville, or or one that still has recently popped up is Austin, Texas? Yeah, right. And so obviously you would pick one of these places based on the, okay. the type of music you play. Right, right, right. right New York's right. kind of the jazz town. Right, right, right. right. Los Angeles is the pop town. Right. We know what Nashville is, the country right. town. Mm-hmm. And Austin is, is, is Texas. Mm-hmm. It's Texas. That's so let's thing. talk about Nashville, because you and I have experience with Nashville. Oh, we couldn't speak Nashville. on the other ones, right? So mm-hmm. as, as the, the title says, should you move to Nashville? So tell, tell me, what do, you, what do you think? Well, first and foremost, uh, I would like to say that, um, you know, there's a lot of people who have lots of opinions on Nashville. Mm-hmm. And they have lots of... Here's what you need to do. Here's what you don't need to do. I want to preface this by letting all of our listeners know this is just our opinions. Right. Okay. This is not necessarily the gospel. You should take this with a grain of salt. You know, hear our information, our opinions, and then you can process it. Um, To circle back to your question, should I move to Nashville? Um, Well, there's some boxes i need to check off sure um in 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 order for me to just say yes yes Mm -hmm. right i mean you know unless you're just saying screw it i want to i want to move then Mm -hmm. you know you're you're gonna move regardless but if you're trying to really critically think about a big life-changing event like moving from a different state Mm -hmm. to me there'd have to be a few uh, a few boxes that would need to be checked off in order for me to say yeah this is what i need to do Okay. Obviously, for one, one would be if I'm living in Des Moines, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Chances of there being a music scene there are slim and none. Right. Right. You know, um, there's just not. You don't. There's not a hotbed of music coming out of Des Moines, Iowa, other than Slipknot. Right. That, so what you're saying is musicians primed and ready in Des Moines, Iowa. He should. He or she should definitely move. Correct. Now, I haven't been to Des Moines, Iowa <laughs> no, lately. No, but I'd, I'd feel safe. It'd be a safe bet that yeah, that's probably not going to be a hotbed for musicians. Right. Um, so that would be my first question. I would ask myself: Am I in the? You know, if I'm not in a music town, then yeah, yeah. I need to move. I need to move to one. Or if you're not close to, or if you're not town, close to so. one, I need to get in that area. So like John and I, we're in, we're in, in Atlanta. We're yeah, in the we're, Atlanta market. So right. you know, we're only a few hours away. So you yeah. might consider, as John is saying, if you're if you're four hours away from a major music city, you're like already there Nashville, technically. Yeah, you're technically already there. You know, it, you know, we we um, uh, we kind of have the best of both worlds, to quote Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> You know, we can take Nashville gigs and we can also work down here in Georgia, which is, right. you know, we're super fortunate that we're kind of, you know, in between, you know, music cities, you right. know, right. Um, Atlanta has kind of been, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's probably played second fiddle to Nashville as far as the abundance and the, just well, the quantity. Say, it's, it's, been a, it's been a launch pad for right. some people like, you know, Zach Brown, right. you know, just yeah. to name one. Yeah. You know, um... But the way, um, you know, the economy's booming again, you know, music venues are sprouting up down here. Like you can, you can gig down here now. Like you mm-hmm. can, you really can, you mm-hmm. can get, you can get work. Right. Um, so, you know, I, that would be the first thing is figure out geographically where I'm at mm-hmm. 
and then figure out how I can get close to one of those major markets. Right. Moving to Nashville is basically, um, you know, there to me, um, it's a little more um, pigeonholed as far as the genres of music. It's mainly country, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to play jazz, yeah, you don't want to probably don't want to move to Nashville. Right, right. You know, if yeah. you're trying to do fusion jazz, you probably want to move to New York because that's yeah. that's where the cats that do that stuff are up there, right? Right, right. Or even in, even L.A., there's you know jazz fusion cats out there too, yeah. big time. You know, well, we, we've like, heard that Nashville is is referred to as quote unquote the ten yeah the ten year town. Right. Yeah. So I think one of the questions uh, you would ask yourself is, am I in for the long haul? Oh, that's it. Yeah, right. and we and you know we've kind of touched on that topic in a uh, earlier podcast episode mm-hmm. of you know are are you going to be able to endure the struggles because. Um, there's a lot of other people who are just like you in Nashville that are trying to do the exact same thing and go after the exact same gigs. Right. I mean, I paraphrasing, I listened to a podcast with Rich Redman. He's yeah. a drummer with mm-hmm. Jason Aldean. Yep. And that guy, you know, he, he, you know, he even goes on to say now that it's a 10 year town and what you end up finding out is if you do have not only the financial ability, but mm-hmm. you've got the willpower to mm-hmm. stay there. Mm-hmm. What happens? He says, like, try to, try to envision you're standing in a line for a movie. And yep. When you make it to the movie, you've made it. Yep. Right. But the line is pretty long. Yeah. It's daunting. And, and, and the wait is really long. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is people start giving up yeah, and they, they, they just start out of line. Yeah. That's a great yeah. they, they move away from Nashville. Right. So you make you move further up in the food chain, step, so yeah. to speak. You yeah. get a little closer and a little closer, but you got to have that willpower because people may not start stepping out of line until year six, year right. seven, year eight. Right. And, and that's probably more than less or more than likely, excuse me, going to happen. In New York, if you try to go to be a jazz cat, I mean, you're going to have to work your way into the fold. But that's part of the gig. That's part of the process, Mm -hmm. I think, is is kind of, you know, enduring um, and, and, you know, earning your stripes and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing doing that, that paying your dues kind of thing. You got to be okay with being the little fish. Yeah, you do. In the big pond, yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, especially out in Nashville because everything is so... um, centralized in that town mm-hmm. um you know the state of tennessee is not very big california la is sprawling it's sprawling yeah yeah you know you you've got you know the entertainment aspect of la where you've got movie score mm-hmm. um you know jingle writing you know I mean, you can do that stuff out here but i mean like there's a lot of demand yeah for you know musicians in that realm out right. out there um a guy that i follow who's an amazing session player legend his name is tim pierce tim pierce um i guess probably you probably would know him he is uh rick springfield's guitar player jesse's girl oh yeah um and also too he was uh the first bon jovi single runaway Mm. that's tim pierce on the guitar not richard sambora the bon jovi was not formed at that time interesting so anyway i digress so Tim Pierce, he this is exactly what he did. He was he moved out to L.A., mm-hmm. uh, got the Rick Springfield gig, and started doing session stuff, man. But he talks about how he had to inch and nudge his way in, Just chip away, mm-hmm. you know, to to um, to that thing, and to uh, to circle back around to the Bon Jovi thing. He got offered 
the guitar role in Bon Jovi, but he turned it down because he he's not a rock guy. Mm. He's just that's not like he doesn't have that image, that persona. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. got the chops, right? But that's just he's not a rock guy, right? Hmm. So he turned it down, and that's when they they got Richie. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. But right, he had a clear vision of what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and he was willing to do whatever it took to make it happen and e- it, even saying no even the, saying the wrong gig yeah even saying no to mm-hmm. the wrong gig mm-hmm. which i think sometimes is just as important as saying yes 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 all the time right you For know sure. at some point you got to draw a line in the sand you got to you got to think about is this really does this fit my vision does this fit my vision is yeah. this going to yeah. help me get to my ultimate goal. Right. Well, I would say that Nashville is probably one of those places that you get to and your vision may get a little blurry. Yeah, you might get jaded there for a, a while. Bit. Well, not just jaded, but you're there for a while. Yeah. And you're like, I haven't played, you know, very much. At, or mm, maybe I have yeah, played, yeah. but I've been playing for free. Right. And here's right. this gig with this artist that I don't really, I don't really mesh well with mm-hmm. them, but it actually pays 150 a gig, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take this gig. Mm-hmm. Right. So we talked about taking gigs Mm -hmm. because of money, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and sometimes that's not the best option. So, you know, I think having one of those boxes you might want to tick is, you know, do you do you have a clear vision and are you willing to stick to that vision, even if it takes 10 years? Right. And, 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 you know, to circle back to our previous episode about checking boxes and stuff, you know, it's the same thing when you're when you're trying to make this decision about moving to a music city. Um, It's really you've got to really factor in a lot of a lot of different things you know you can't you know just go on a wing and a prayer um unless that's just what you're you're just saying screw it i'm gonna do this either i'm gonna do it or i'm not gonna do it and if that's the case do it um but yeah there's just a lot i think there's a lot of um misconceptions especially about nashville Mm -hmm. um you know uh not and i don't want to paint it in a negative light but I do want to make people aware of what they're getting into. Yeah. And just to get, add a little context, I mean, John and I, we've been playing together for five years. The first two years we played together with mm-hmm. each other was with an artist that was pretty much based in Nashville. Yeah. The label was, and John and I would spend weeks in Nashville. Weeks. Weeks on weeks. And uh, we got to see firsthand, you know, what it's like to be... A Broadway musician. Yeah. What it's like to hustle hard Mm -hmm. along with everyone else, all the other thousands of people that are hustling Mm -hmm. just as hard as you, maybe harder. And it's kind of a race to the bottom to me. That's exactly, that's a great, great uh, phrasing. It is. It's a race to the bottom. That's exactly what it is. So like I say, just to add some context, John and I, you know, we we did spend a lot of time in Nashville. I don't regret it, but it it definitely opened our eyes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if, if we didn't live in, in Atlanta, we, we may have gone, we may have stayed, but because we're close geographically, it just, you know, it just just didn't make sense, (laughs) you know, and I've got you know, both Chris and I, we still have great dear friends who are musicians that still live out there and mm-hmm. are doing their thing, man. You know, um, you know, but for for ultimately the decision you need to make is no matter where you go, if you move to L.A., if you move to Austin, Texas, if you move to New York, you're going to have to pay your dues and you got to come up as you right. if you if you will. Right. And if you're willing to do that 
for 10 years. 10 years, right. You know, and, and, and figure everything else in between, then do it. You know, you need to go ahead and get that process started. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Get the ball rolling on that so you can expedite that mm-hmm. that that gap of time. Right. Um, the other benefit about moving to Nashville is just the frequency in which you can gig. Right. Right. Because yeah, there's so much saturation. You I mean, can you could you can literally play seven days a week in Nashville. And some guys do. And some guys do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seven days a week. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily know if I can play seven days a week down here in Georgia, Chris. Mm-mm. Definitely can't. Just the weekends, pretty you know, much. Uh, you know, Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty easy. Pretty, pretty, pretty easy to get get some work. Mm-hmm. But you move to Nashville if you want to work on Monday night. You can. You can. Yeah. Tuesday night. You can. You can, you can get a gig. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, frequency. Yeah. Of work. Um, is tremendous, uh, and I would probably say the same for Austin, Texas, too. I've got um, some people. Uh, my eldest brother actually lived in Austin, Texas, before he moved to Oregon. He mm. lived out there for about four years. Wow. Um, you know, Texas is his own ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, you know, country artists, rock artists, that all they do is tour Texas and do quite well. Right. You can make a living just in that state yeah it's pretty cool um so you know if you're looking for frequency of work you mm-hmm. know just volume you know you know nashville's that's it brother mm-hmm. i mean if you're mm-hmm. if you're not scared of, of getting your elbows and hands dirty then Nash, nashville will check that box yeah for sure yeah um now are they lucrative paying gigs maybe not yeah, I've heard some stories. Like like we say, we've got some friends, and a lot of the people that are out there, they're looking to be exposed, right? Yeah, they want to be they want to be discovered, they mm-hmm. want to be found. They're good players, so through all of that, they are taking gigs for next to nothing. You know, they're playing I for mean, twenty beer bucks. and peanuts, yeah, as they say peanuts. in the business, yeah, exactly. right? Beer and peanuts. They'll play for almost nothing because the guy that's in line may want $50 for the gig or he may want a hundred dollars for the gig. Yeah. And you don't want to miss out on the opportunity. Yeah. And the guy comes up and he goes, man, I'll do it for free. You know, I'll show up for free. And there's, there's a lot of that. I hear those stories too. Like you got to going into Nashville, you got to be willing to take those free gigs. Yeah. Totally. So definitely don't show up thinking you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. You're not going to be Warren Buffett or anything in Nashville. Right. Yeah. You're That's not the point. No, that's not the point for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get off on a soapbox here, but, if your thinking is I want to be a musician because I want to make lots of money, that's a bad way to start. That's that's not no. You, you're you, you know you're setting yourself up. You're setting your, yeah. You yeah. really are yeah. right. And yeah. the same thing applies with moving to Nashville. Yeah. So many people. I'll give a. You know I don't want to be negative, um, but I'm just I'm, I'm giving examples here. You know when I've when I got out of AIM. Mm-hmm. Um, a good few of my classmates moved to Nashville immediately. Wow. And I think, oh gosh, six of my classmates moved up there. Mm. And we still keep in contact through Facebook. One guy left, Josh Cobb. Wow. Amazing. He's the only guy left. One, one left. You know, and he almost didn't make it. 
Mm. That's but tough. It took him 10 years, man. And maybe part of the, the 10 year thing is to just to, it's almost like a, you know, pressing a diamond, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, if you, if you're willing to endure, you know, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it uh, Nashville's an awesome, awesome town. It's super vibrant. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's tons of, of gigs to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of if you're looking for Nashville to pay your bills when you first get there. Mm. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. What's the Jason Aldean song? Uh, one year they repossess your truck. Next, next year, year you make a million bucks. Million I mean, bucks. that's, yeah. you know, uh, there's, there's tons of that out there, man. You know, and that's what... There's a lot of uh, fool's gold mm-hmm. in Nashville because mm-hmm. some people are lucky enough and they they just make it when mm-hmm. they get out there. They yeah. just well, walk into a, a song or they walk into a song or they this you know they know a person that knows a person right. you know right yeah I've I've heard stories of the cattle call you know the, the auditions mm-hmm. and they'll do the cattle call for a formality mm-hmm. but somebody that's in the cattle call has a friend, right? You know, so Chris, before we get any uh, further, will you explain to people what cattle call is? Unless, uh, I don't want to, yeah, let's, 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 uh, so it's, it's, that's a Nashville phrase. mm -hmm. Um, so when an artist is needing a band Mm -hmm. to go out on the road, Mm -hmm. um, they have an audition and the reason they call it a cattle call is in Nashville. Mm -hmm. The word gets around Mm -hmm. and hundreds of people show up. Yes. Right. And so it's someone's job Mm -hmm. on top of the artist, probably Mm -hmm. to determine if said guitar player, drummer, bass player, it's almost like a small scale American idol. Pretty much, pretty much. But I've heard, I've heard this story many, many times Mm -hmm. that say me and you are in the cattle call. Yes. Right. And your buddy is 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 definitely going to get you the gig. He's already put a word in for you, but you're just going to have to go through that formality. Got to go through the process, right? I don't know that as mm-hmm. one of the one of the random people there. Mm-hmm. There may be 150 of us, right? So we we go through the arduous process, and you do it as well, mm-hmm. knowing you're going to get mm-hmm. the gig. But at the end of it, you still get the gig, right? Yeah. No matter how well you play, it's because right. who you know, right? So one side to this could be, should you move to Nashville? Well, maybe if you've, if you've got connections, you definitely should. Yeah. Because, would, man, uh, yeah. knowing people gets you right. through doors. That's, that's a great point, Chris. Um, you know, that that's a huge factor is if you're already connected to yeah. that town. If you, if you know somebody who knows somebody, because that town is, everybody knows everybody out there in mm-hmm. that music business, mm-hmm. you know. We know firsthand from playing with multiple artists and the same agents and booking agents and record labels or, or management companies and artist development companies that try to go after the same. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a business. Of, it's, it's a, a music, bit, right. it's a music it's, factory. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 you know, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a buck. Right. <clears throat> which is, you know, which is fine. But, you know, you, you've got to, you, you made a really good point about, going to the bottom yeah it's a race to the bottom you know so if you're okay with that and you've got some connections and you already know a few people that can get your foot in the door yep that's going to pay dividends for because once you the beauty about nashville like you said is once you're in you're in dude Mm -hmm. once you're in there once you get to your seat in that movie yep once you're in you're in i mean once you play with that first artist and you go out on the road and uh, you know, you're set. You really are. Yeah. Like one of my friends, he 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 kind of spoiled Nashville a little bit for me. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you come to Nashville and you hear music, he's like, you need to remember that the musicians you're seeing aren't the best ones. The best ones are on the road. On the road. And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, I, you know, so true. I, you know, I was when we when we were out on the road together. I, I was, you know, we'd have some downtime and we'd go out in downtown or Broadway and just mm-hmm. to shoot the breeze and hang out. And I remember um, this one particular night. I think we were at the stage. Mm-hmm. And the guy, mm-hmm. the band was playing was great. And I'm thinking to myself, there's a guy just like this in the bar right to the left of us mm-hmm. and the bar to the right of us. Yep. And like you said, those are those are the B-listers yeah. with all due respect. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, they sound great. Right. But the ones that, that are on the tour bus yeah. are the ones that probably put in the 10 years. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and it's an all-encompassing thing. It could have been... They may not have the best chops, but they're a good hang, whatever. They got the gig, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever means that they got the gig, they got it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I can give example, uh, you know, of a, uh, we talked about this before pre-production gentleman, uh, who was drumming for, um, Chase Bryant at the time. Um, his name is Jake Gammon. Great guy. Phenomenal drummer. Um, <clears throat> He was telling me he bought, as soon as he moved to Nashville, I bought this huge wheeling road case that he could put all his drums in, his bass drum, his toms, his hardware. I mean, just a huge case. Yeah. So we got it made, and he immediately put it into storage, and it sat in that storage unit for eight and a half years, he told me. Wow. Wow. So when we say 10-year town, I mean, like, it's not just some cliched thing that we read on the internet. Like, it... Well, there's a reason. Any any anytime a a city or a town mm-hmm. that is known for something, mm-hmm. there there's a phrase that that follows it around. There's a reason for that. There's a, there's know? a reason. It's, it's not as if this is like happenstance, right? <clears throat> and like I said, you know, we're not trying to be negative and trying to poo poo on Nashville because it's awesome. I mean, I love it. I love going to Nashville. I love everything about it. It's great, um, but you know, my particular boxes you know weren't getting checked off like the uh imaginary person we're referencing in our example right yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um had i been in des moines iowa i'd we'd be moving probably get fiddles and paradiddles will always be available for free but we rely on our donations from our listeners please visit our website at getfiddlesandparadiddles.fireside.fm and click on the donate button. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, and if you enjoy what you hear, give us a review. Well, I think it's it's responsible for anyone that's had experience with anything in life to share their, uh, just, you know, share the experience. Yeah, and, man. And, and, I, and, you know, be a devil's advocate in a way and say, you know, like, do these things work for you under, mm-hmm. under these conditions? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it wasn't very long ago that we were we were in Nashville and we were trying I mean, to beat it too. We, yeah, and we were... You know, both the both of us, man. Like we were strongly considering, like mm-hmm. we, we could probably have to move up here, man. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, because literally we were in Nashville. Uh, I mean, probably for a good three or four months. I mean, two weeks at a time. I yep. mean, like, yep, sometimes longer. Sometimes longer. I mean, when we would leave for Nashville, I knew that we weren't coming home for probably fourteen, fifteen days. Yeah, at yeah. least, at least, you know, um, and. You go home for a day. Yeah. You wake up and have to come right back. Right. And it's like, so what it's the like, hell am I doing? Just what are here? we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? So, yeah. 
you know, that, that, that is going to lend itself to, well, maybe I need to get out, but nothing lasts forever. Yep. You, you can't put your eggs in one basket when you, when you go to Nashville, you got to be willing to play mm-hmm. anything and every kind of gig you can get. And, and to John's point earlier, like since everyone knows everyone, mm-hmm. the, the point of advice I would give if you go out there is do not trash talk anyone not not even luke bryant nope not florida georgia line yep if you're in nashville and you're trying to make it as a musician you love everything about the town everything about the people everything about the producers Mm -hmm. and the every bit of it the engineers Mm -hmm. the guy that rolls cables at the gig you're playing that night because you never know who might be standing next to you that's it man oh my god you have no idea i mean you know we had we we ran into some of the same you know, people, same production companies. When I started playing back with Joe again, the exact same stuff. S- saw the same, mm-hmm. you know, agents, artist development. It's, everybody knows everybody out there. Yep. Everybody. Like you said, even the guy wrapping the freaking cables in the production company, he yep. knows somebody too. Yep. Yep. So that is a very, very good point of you've got to stay you keep your mind on your money mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. because if you start trash talking somebody it's going to get around yep yep so well we hope we provided some some insight there um you know it wasn't necessarily for me and john but geographically like we said yeah and i and i think yeah. ultimately um probably three things you know you're going to need to figure out if you're not anywhere near a music mecca or a city that's got musicians readily available, you need to move to that. Yeah, said, I was about to say, that's pretty much an automatic yes. You know, like so, that. and that's ultimately, you know, going to determine, you know, whether you move tomorrow or you have to wait a year, right? Mm-hmm. So be, be, be ready to work when you get out there, right. but be, have, have some, have a plan. Yeah. I was about to say, have a vision, have a plan and don't, don't say yes to everything. No. Be, uh-uh. be, be ready to say no. And when you do say no, just be ready and say, you know what? I'm going to say no to this, but there'll be something else. Right. Absolutely. You know, and uh, don't let anybody try to make your mind for you. Trust your gut. Yes, for sure. You know, um, if you feel like that's where you need to be, then that's where you need to be. For sure. Um, and ultimately, your gut won't tell you the wrong thing. Right. So and so 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 to cap it all off, if anyone is listening to this, they they make the choice to move to Nashville, or hey, we're just gonna say good luck, yeah, um, in in a very positive way. Because yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a, I mean, it's an it's, amazing town. It is so it's, much opportunity. Yeah, it's fun to be to say I live in Nashville. You know that yeah. whole th- it's cool. I mean, you know, it's cool. I, it, it it is something to you know hang your hat on a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. You know, just be ready, be ready to work, man, you know, and be ready to start that, that process. Yep. For sure. So John, last week we introduced a new segment. We did. We did. And, uh, it it was called, uh, it was called, uh, why is that song great? And we're going to continue that this week. Yes, we are. Um, So we, we have a lot of songs that we think are great and we kind of dive into them a little bit. We figure out like, you know, at at the, at the core of it, like what made it stand out either Mm -hmm. in its genre, in its Mm -hmm. decade, Mm -hmm. what have you. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so let's get into this week's song with, uh, why is that song great? A skibbity skibbity skibbity. That was was pretty solid there. That was a solid one. I feel like I need to sample that one too. Yeah. That's a skibbity song. So this week's song. 
is a song by an incredible artist. Oh, it's so good. His name is Peter Gabriel, and the song is Sledgehammer. Mm. Tell me about this song, John, and why is it so great? Okay, so I remember back when MTV used to show videos. Mm -hmm. The video for this thing was just phenomenal i mean it yeah. was like the matrix of its time yeah, right it really was yeah the way it was shot the the, the animation mm -hmm. all of this different techniques that they were using in the in the in the video right besides the video it's that opening horn like ba -da 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 -da. Mm. Uh, 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 uh. yep you're it's drawn in so instantly powerful man yes, yes. Um, because that's the hook, right? That's the hook, right? So you immediately, they give you the goods. Right. Right? Get right to the point. Right to the point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which was a clever songwriting technique employed by Mr. Gabriel. I, I assume he wrote the song? Oh, yes. He was the writer of the song. Um, uh, the personnel on it are, are quite amazing. Actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, Peter Gabriel doing vocals. Yeah. But he, uh, one cool thing that you guys should look up, the synthesizer that he played on it was a Prophet 5. Oh, yeah. Very iconic synthesizer. Yeah, I mean, you, that's like the... You try to go buy one of those now, it's going to yeah, cost I mean, you a pretty there's that, that whole decade of music, there are certain tones and sounds and instruments that I associate that era and that synth yep. is that's one of them yeah that's pretty much it and two and two great uh rhythm section players too tony levin played bass yeah. you guys don't know who tony levin is please yeah. look him up yeah and a drummer by the name of manu Kache, uh. um huge huge player there um one cool thing you know in, in relation to the video though mm -hmm. like you said it's just really gets your attention mm -hmm. they used uh, a lot of um, techniques in the video that had been used before mm -hmm. but not to this level right I mean, it was like super like cutting edge stuff that they were doing. Not that these techniques had been, but the way that they employed them in the music video. Right. I mean, a lot of it was stop motion mm -hmm. and they used uh, even pixelation, yeah. which was kind of unheard of at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like pixelation is easy to do now. There's probably a plugin oh. that just does it for free. Yeah. But this was like putting in the man hours. I mean, there's a, a quote from, from Peter Gabriel that says uh, he laid under a sheet of glass for 16 hours Jeez, while mean, they filmed earn, the video because you had to do right it there. one frame mm -hmm. at a time. You know what I mean? And like you, if mm -hmm. you're doing 24 frames a second, you know, for every one second of film time, mm -hmm. 24 frames, you know, just keep repeating over and over. You know, but I just remember every time I would hear Sledgehammer, it's like, man... It's just so iconic. That first bar of that song, man. Yeah. To me, the the clever songwriting trick of them hitting you with the hook immediately. Yeah. Right. right. Just draws you in. And then you've got that just sweet, silky verse that comes in. Comes in on that falsetto. Mm -hmm. He's just... Peter Gabriel is such an underrated um, singer, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, just doesn't get the props um just a phenomenal singer but just the 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 way they uh contrast that real smooth r&b vocal with that just real just aggressive kind of because at that time you know that was some groundbreaking stuff mm -hmm. you know music wise you yeah. know yeah because that was i believe that might have been a number one hit 
Oh yeah, it was it was number one. Uh, I think what I read is it it is it unseated uh, a Genesis track, um, Genesis track that had been uh, on the charts for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I believe it was Invisible Touch uh, by Genesis that uh, had it replaced it. You know, another great song. Another but great yeah, song. I mean that's what I mean. Not to get off topic, but think about that, man. Now you've got Old Town Road. That's the number one song. <laughs> Don't get me started. Anyway, mm. uh, get off my lawn. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just the 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 sheer uh, craftsmanship of the way the song was orchestrated, right? Because most pop songs don't hit you with the hook like that, right? Immediately, instantly, like immediately. I mean, it just it's right there, man. Yeah. So that is get that gets me. Obviously the the chorus is powerful the instrumentation the lyrical content if you listen to it mm-hmm. it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty sweet it is sweet it, you know yeah. um it it, it uh, still holds true to this day the lyrical mm-hmm. content especially you know at the end where it's talking about I kicked the habit and shed mm-hmm. my skin mm-hmm. all that stuff man like you know there's no um, there's no mincing words with that stuff man it is like straight it's a pop song, mm-hmm. but it's got some substance to it, man. Right. You know, and that's, to me, that that just sums up all of the, most of it. There's some crap that was that came out, but most, generally speaking, like, there's so much substance in yeah. pop music in that, in that decade, in mm-hmm. that era. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, but, not to get off topic, but yeah, but that, that, um, you know, I, I've I've had to play that songs in some corporate bands, man. And every time, I'm like looking at the set list, like, man, I can't wait. It's coming. Two more songs. <laughs> you know, um, it's just a really uh, underrated song of that era. It doesn't get the props that uh, it, it 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 justly deserves. I agree. Just a great song. You guys look it up. Sledgehammer, Peter Gabriel, along with some other songs. I mean, uh, yeah. Peter Gabriel just. You could pull his greatest hits. Yeah, and, and, and you'll do, be good to go. Do well. Mm-hmm. Well, John, we're on a roll. Two for two. Two for two, baby. Keep it Knocking going. it out of the park. Um, really, um, really excited to uh, get into the next episode. Um, next episode, we will be discussing Game of Thrones. Yes, we will. Because we, we have the, the final episode. Yeah, the final episodes will be coming week. up. And we'll, we'll be getting knee-deep in that. Yeah. For all of you um, Game of Thrones fans out there. So yeah, uh, sure. tune in next week. Glad to be back, Chris. Yes. Good to absolutely. see you, my friend. Good to see you, my friend. And uh, we'll, we'll be back at you guys next week. Uh, until then, John, I think we're getting out of here. We are out. <laughs>